Welcome to day 21 in our 25 days of gratitude experience. I'm John Lewis, and this is the last day of our third week. Um, the focus this week is on the practical uh, things that we do uh, to give thanks to God. The how, the when, the who. We've looked at the ideas of morning and evening, our good times, or uh, either when we're alone or with others. Um, today we're going to look at... Um, the the injunction by God to give thanks with all of our heart. How we give thanks is with our whole heart. Psalm 138 says, I will praise and give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. It's good for us to remember that in the Bible, a heart is uh, it's a lot more than just our emotion, uh, our feelings. It includes them, of course, but it, it also involves our will, our mind, really the core of our personality. So gratitude you know, with all my heart means it's not just quick, sloppy, uh, just right off the top of my head, um, but it means that I'm slowing down. This is hard for me. I admit this. You know, getting in touch with what's been given to me or maybe becoming aware of what it costs somebody else to give something to me. When I'm doing gratitude well, I'm getting eye to eye with the person. I'm speaking from my heart, you know, as well as my mind. And I know that's the kind of gratitude I love from others. It comes from a deeper place inside. You can feel it, right, in their words, in their eyes. And so um, I know for me that means just avoiding the, um, you know, the, oh, I should just... uh, thank someone duty kind of mentality they made me dinner i should thank them they gave me a gift i should there's not a lot of heart in that right and the same thing of course can happen in my gratitude towards god as it does with people the temptation that the israel's fate israel faced in the old testament uh, the jews in jesus time for god's people really throughout history is to become sloppy and dutiful or for you know less wholehearted in our gratitude And no wonder, then, God is uh, commanding us, inviting us to give thanks with our whole heart. And the scripture makes it clear uh, one particular way that we can do that, and that is with singing. uh, Colossians 3.16 says, Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Over and over in the Psalms, really the songbook uh, of the people of Israel, um, the gratitudes to God were sung. Uh, Psalm 107 says, Let them sacrifice, thank offerings, and tell of his work with songs of joy. Psalm 28, My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. And so singing our thanks to God um, for what he's done, or singing praise to God after we've given him thanks, this is what's encouraged in the Psalms, as well as to make a big deal out of it. Get out your instruments. You know, you think of Miriam and her tambourine uh, when they're singing to God after the Red Sea victory over the Egyptian army and they're all together. It's a big deal and they're singing their heartfelt thanks. Or there's Nehemiah when they when they give thanks to God for the uh, completion of the wall. I mean, they, they're recruiting choirs. They've got instruments. They're singing. It's a big deal. I know for me, this, the services at my church that stand out are those special Sundays where there's extra choir members. There's a violin orchestra, you know, section. There's something about making a big deal of worship and singing that makes my heart more full with gratitude. And this is no accident, right? Because uh, we know that music and singing has a way of engaging both sides of our brain that speaking doesn't do. 
singing awakens our emotions as we use our tongues and our minds all together in a, in a, in a single uh, unified experience. Now, sure, I mean, my mind can drift and think about the football game or lunch when I'm singing, and we can all sing half-heartedly. I get that. But there's something about song um, that has a way of better engaging my heart and teaching me you know, to be thankful in that place. Um, and by the way, I probably should mention this doesn't mean that you have to sing well. I've, um, I have a good friend who has a hard time keeping a tune and he says, you know, well, the Psalms say we're just supposed to make a joyful noise. Doesn't mean it has to be an on key noise. So, um, you know, normally when we sing together, um, uh, we, we remember that gratitude is primarily a corporate experience. Most of our singing isn't alone. It's with other people. And so part of what uh, awakens our heart is the community experience, being in a room together where you're joining many others. There's something about that as hands are raised, as smiles you know, are evident on people's face, that that awakens our heart. Um, and of course, in today's world, um, we're not limited to singing our praise and thanks to God just when we're in a building gathered with others. I know it's meaningful for me to join my church experience with uh, the experience of getting my guitar out and, and having a few minutes to play songs. Uh, I typically do that on Sunday morning. Uh, I like to play music uh, on during the week, you know, on my computer. And, and people have... Yeah, uh, playlists of worship songs and uh, that that move our heart to gratitude, and that's all good as well. So God calls us to worship uh, and to thank Him with all of our hearts, and music is kind of the main way that that happens. We should say, I should say, before we end, that the other practice the Bible leads us to, to consider is is um, is our posture. That our heart and our uh, often will follow. Uh, like our mind will follow our body. They're really a unity. And so, for example, in, in Hebrew, the idea of worship is to comes from the synonym, the root word, to kneel down, to bow down with our body. You might remember like the 10th leper in the story in the Gospels that comes back to thank Jesus for healing him. He expresses that by falling down at his feet. It's a sign of thanks. His body is in unity with his heart there to give thanks. So, And of course, there's lots of options. You don't have to fall down um, on your face to do that, but uh, raising your hands or opening your hands or uh, looking up. Um, uh, but finding a way for your body to come alongside your heart to move it towards uh, full gratitude. So in our final prayer today, we're going to just put these little things together, uh, this uh, a little song and a little posture, I'll say. So just take uh, a moment to consider what God has done for you. Just grab onto something that you're grateful for. And then uh, use some kind of body posture that will help uh, your heart move towards gratitude. You could kneel, you could open your hands, you could lift your eyes up. And then what I'm going to do, at the risk of uh, being vulnerable here, I'm just going to sing the chorus of a song. Uh, that, And you can either just listen along. If you happen to know this, you can sing along. And we'll make this part of our prayer uh, hopefully uh, bringing our heart into greater gratitude for what God's done. Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and all that is within me, bless his holy name. For you have done great things, you have done great things for me. You have done great things, I'll bless your holy name. Well, Lord, thank you for inviting us, commanding us even, to give you thanks, not just with half of a heart, a sloppy mind, uh, a wisp of duty, but really with all of our heart. You deserve it. Our, we were made for it. And so, Lord, in the words of the psalm, it is good to give you thanks and to make music to your name, to sing to, uh, to you in the heavens for the way that you have blessed us on earth. Thank you and lead us, Lord, more in the future to love you and to thank you with our whole heart.